the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to a new week. Thanks for joining us here on The Bruce Hooley Show. Whether you're listening on 94.5 in Dayton or 98.9 in Columbus, we will talk about what I missed while I was out last Thursday and Friday, notably the uh, Trump Town Hall on CNN, where he took a blowtorch to uh, CNN uh, to the degree that CNN anchors are uh, saying out loud that they would understand if you never watched their network again, which is an interesting perspective for a network that bills itself the most trusted name in news to come out four square behind censoring the leading candidate for president on the other side of the political aisle. I know CNN would dispute that they are on one side of the political aisle, but they clearly are. We've had uh, more violence in the short north in Columbus. We have chaos at the border, and we have uh, President Joe Biden, the uniter-in-chief, once again saying that uh, white supremacy is the biggest threat to our nation. But let's begin with the capital city and more violence in the short north. Uh, We had a lot of it. Two weeks ago, 10 days ago, however you want to look at it, uh, 10 people shot in three different shootings. Uh, I guess progress that we had only uh, one person killed in the short north over the weekend. In the wee hours of Sunday morning, a 21-year-old named Arthur Pickens was involved in a fight. He was shot and he died. Uh, Police have not yet identified any suspects in the case, which is the consistent repeating fact from the previous week's shooting. So the short north remains a very, very violent place to be, particularly in the wee hours of the morning, which in the short north, what wee hours are to them are decidedly different to you and I. We are all at home and sleep in our beds, hopefully safely, unless we live in the short north at that hour. Uh, But um, this is an issue. And The way this works is nobody really cares. And by nobody, I mean politicians charged with solving problems. I don't mean you and I, because we're compassionate people and we care, but we have limited ability to do anything about violence in violent parts of the city. And the people in the mayoral administration, city council, uh, police leadership, not police, but police leadership, police officers on the street care a lot. They have personal relationships and friendships with the people who they police, but the people in the ivory towers, the people brought in from Detroit, the citizens on the police oversight review board making sure that cops don't do anything mean or nasty or insist on any discipline or decorum or good behavior, those people really uh, don't care much about what happens. If they did, they would move to stop it not just virtue signal and talk about sensitivity and 
community programs and job training programs. And now I see that uh, the city is getting ready to commit a half a million dollars to beefing up its policing in the short north. Downtown business district. City council set to vote on funds to make the city's downtown business districts, including the short north, safer after two back-to-back violent weekends. Tonight, city council in Columbus scheduled to vote on spending $500,000 as part of a business district safety enhancement program. Well, I suppose uh, that money would possibly do some good if it paid for officer overtime. Uh, if it uh, paid for a task force on gang violence. Uh, but most probably, uh, this will be wasted money. But it will check a box that allows the people who are in positions of authority to say, well, we, we tried this. We did something, something innovative, something uh, diverse, something inclusive, something equitable. Effective? No, not effective. Uh, so that is where... Uh, We are, and that is where we likely will stay, because, coincidentally, the dispatch today checks up on Mayor Andrew Ginther's promise from his uh, State of the City address two months ago that the city would have more police officers in 2024 than at any other time in Columbus history. Well, they've got some some catching up to do, because as of about two weeks ago, they were staffed uh, well under... The authorized number of officers, which they are allowed to have, which is right at 2,000, they were 170 below that. Ouch. And while this story in the dispatch trumpets the fact that they will have an extra police class this year, of course it trumpets it because the dispatch is four square behind the politics and the policies of Andrew Ginther. Uh, You have to always read deeper into the story to find the salient facts that a good reporter, which would, of course, disqualify you from working for the dispatch, you have to dig deeper into it to find the salient facts that a good reporter would lead with, which is that as of April 29th, the same date when the city was 170 below its target number of officers, the number that's already been authorized, uh, We're not gaining officers. We're losing them. How are we losing them, Bruce? We're adding a third police recruit class. Well, we're losing those classes before they ever really get rolling. They had a class that started with 30, and by the end of the first week, they'd lost five of them. One-sixth. That would be what? Eh, 18.5% if I do my math in the head. They lost almost 20% of the class in the first week. And this got to really hurt Andrew Ginther, including one of the two female recruits in the class, because they are pushing hard to add female recruits to the Columbus police force. Now, lest you think I'm sexist and think that I don't believe there is a place for female officers on the Columbus police force, I definitely believe there is a place for them because I believe they can do great work, and in fact, I had the pleasure two, three weeks ago of meeting one, and she's a dynamo. She's a mom of two. She works in the Linden area. I've talked to uh, one of the police commanders who supervises her, and he's like, she's a rock star. So there's a definite place 
for female police officers. But because of the lawlessness in our city, I don't know that it's going to be the best decision to have 30% of our police force, essentially a third, be female. That is, of course, I mean, given that we're run by Democrats, isn't this kind of a transphobic goal to even set to say that you want to have 30% of the police force be female by the year 2030? I mean, I would think a party that embraces the lunacy of gender fluidity would just eliminate all sex and gender characteristics of its officers. And maybe, you know, maybe uh, Mayor Ginther could uh, have a chat with some of his police officers, and maybe he could incentivize them to identify as female, and then they could accomplish their objective and reinforce the lunacy that in today's day and age you can be whatever you feel you are. Don't know. Maybe that would be the easiest way, Andy, to get to 30% female officers. Shouldn't they at least say that by 2030 their goal is to have 30% of the force identify as female? Rather than just be female? I mean, I find that to be a very transphobic goal to set. To say that 30% of your officers will be female. Because after all, Andrew, what is a woman? I'm sure he can't answer that, nor can any leftist. Uh, 11% of the police force is female now, according to police. That's transphobic on the part of Bethany Bruner of the Dispatch, who wrote it, and according to the police who confirmed it. I mean, come on, if you're going to embrace this narrative, then embrace it all the way. Half hugs will not do. Sorry. They have a police class right now that began late last year, has 38 people in it set to graduate in July. Well, good. Some of the people that they're trying to lure to town are police officers. They had 10 lateral transfers. Five of them have since left. So between the 100 people, 100 officers in 2022 who retired and now have much safer, much better jobs in the suburbs, between the numbers who wash out, they're not keeping pace. So we'll see if Andrew Ginther can recognize his goal of putting more police officers on the street uh, than they have ever had before. Not that that means they'll be more effective than they ever had before, because to be effective, you have to be actual, actually able to do what? Police. You have to actually be able to do what? Enforce the law. Rather than, uh, sure, they're jaywalking, and sure, not jaywalking, sure they're, sure they're blocking a street, sure they're throwing cans at people in cars, and sure, in the case of Joyce Beatty, They're slugging police officers on camera and not being charged for it. Yeah, that tends to kind of demoralize your police. So, short north to war zone. Stay out of it. Sorry, business owners. It's not your fault. It's the mayor's. Well, while I was gone... Thursday and Friday, uh, trying to sell uh, flooring to those of you who need carpet and vinyl and hardwood and all that. Uh, We had progress. (laughs) Uh, We had, uh, well, I don't know if it's progress. Uh, In fact, I don't think it is progress. Unless you're into uh, the status quo, 
in the Olentangy School District. I'm not into the status quo in the Olentangy School District, the state's sixth largest school district, with four high schools and probably soon to be five. I know a lot of people who live in Lewis Center. Uh, They're really good people. And I know a lot of coaches and athletes in the Olentangy School District, and they're really good people and moms. But unfortunately, uh, they are led by ideologues, by partisans, by uh, Marxists, actually. And I do not see that changing if tonight the Olentangy School District approves Todd Meyer as the new superintendent of Olentangy Schools. Because when you give that job to Todd Meyer, and make no mistake, this was always going to happen, then you get a guy who's part of the swamp, you're going to continue to get swampy conditions, at least for conservatives and people who prize free speech and academic freedom and the free exchange of ideas and an escape from wokeness and sexual and transgender ideology. All that's going to continue in Olentangy, unless a lawsuit filed by by parents defending education meets success. Now, there's a chance this lawsuit will meet success because we have a conservative Supreme Court in the state of Ohio and we have a conservative Supreme Court uh, federally. But Todd Meyer is not going to change it. Todd Meyer is not going to change an existing Olentangy school policy that threatens and will exact ridiculous penalties for students who engage in um, misgendering uh, their fellow classmates. Uh, The lawsuit filed against the Olentangy Local School District on Thursday highlights a number of ways that OLSD violates its students' First Amendments because the district's personal communication device policy says that students may not use their device, phone, in any way that might reasonably create, listen to this, standard, in any way that might reasonably create in the mind of another person an impression. (laughs) Yeah, I know, it's getting more and more nebulous as we go, isn't it? Might reasonably create. So, okay, so let's just stop right there, okay? You're a boy who thinks you're a girl, and we're going to allow you to determine what is reasonable in terms of a threat. I think the reason train has left the station if you are a boy who thinks you're a girl or a girl who thinks you're a boy. Students may not use their device in any way that might reasonably create in the mind of another. Actually, create is a good word. Create is a perfect word there because it is all a creation, a fabrication. In the mind of another. I know, I'm waiting. You, I'm making you wait for the rest of the policy. It already sounds stupid, I know, but I'm just going to make you... I can't stop. When I reach a word where I go, that's dumb, I have to stop and analyze. Students may not use their device in any way that might reasonably create in the mind of another person an impression mm. of being threatened, humiliated, harassed, embarrassed, or intimidated. In addition, the policy includes any material that can be construed as harassment or disparagement of others based upon their race, color, natural origin, sex, including sexual orientation, transgender identification, 
disability, age, religion, ancestry, or political beliefs. I just don't think it's safe for any student to talk to any other student in the old Tangy School District. You can't text another kid without violating this policy. What I find super interesting about this lawsuit and about their idiotic policy is guess who, guess what, rather, role Todd Meyer, the guy who's going to be approved as superintendent at tonight's OLSD school board meeting, guess what job he held at Olentangy before he applied for superintendent and won the search conducted by the superintendent who preceded the superintendent who's now retiring. Did you follow that? Yes. The search for the new... You think this isn't an inside job? The search for the new superintendent at Olentangy was done by a firm created by the former superintendent at Olentangy who went into that line of work after he retired and gave the job to Mark Rafe, who's now retiring again. So he was the superintendent two superintendents ago. But back to my question. What job did Todd Meyer perform at Olentangy before he was likely elevated to superintendent? His current position is that he oversees the district's human resources department. Wouldn't that fall? Wouldn't the, wouldn't the enforcement of that policy fall under human resources? I think it would. He's been with Olentangy Schools since leaving Westerville City Schools in 2007. So he's got uh, more than a decade to be indoctrinated into the system and to continue a system that, honestly, I feared would go this direction, given that the two conservative candidates for a school board in Olentangy did not win. Now, I mean, look, when I celebrate wins by conservative candidates in other districts, you have to also accept the fact that the vote is the vote and that the board is, at least at this point in history, hopelessly woke. And a hopelessly woke board is going to pick a hopelessly woke superintendent to enforce what are already hopelessly woke policies at Olentangy. But hopefully the Ohio Supreme Court will at some point intervene and tell them that no, you cannot force kids not to use the given name and the biological sex of a classmate. That that is not a crime, that that is not a violation of school policy, and that if there is such a school policy that way then that school policy is unconstitutional and you are taking away your students' freedom of speech in an environment, theoretically an educational environment, where freedom of speech should flourish, where the marketplace of ideas should rage, and where open and honest debate in all directions should be welcomed, not silenced. Hopefully the court will intervene because I'm quite sure the new superintendent will not. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.